Welcome to Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. Now here's your host, Dr. Katrina Forseth, a missionary serving as State Director of CEF of Illinois. Hi, and thanks for listening to Telling Future Generations. In our CEF ministry, every role and responsibility of a staff member comes with a job description. In fact, no staff can be hired without it. It seems that job descriptions and serving in ministry just naturally go together. In the 30 years I've served with CEF, I've yet to see a job description that is only one page in length. Usually, job descriptions average two or more pages, and that's with using single-space type. In Nehemiah chapter 2, the leadership job of Nehemiah is described in one key concept. The role of the leader is to be an extension of God's good hand for the people that they serve by praying for the people, doing good for the people, and equipping the people to do God's good work. The first role of a leader is to pray for the people, which is evidently displayed in the life of Nehemiah. Between Nehemiah chapter 1 and Nehemiah chapter 2, four months had passed between the Jewish month of December, known as Keslev, and the first month of the Jewish calendar called Nisan, which is our April. During all this time, what was Nehemiah doing? He was praying. For probably four months, Nehemiah had been praying for that God-opened door that God would enable him to go to Jerusalem and rebuild the wall, rebuild the city, and most importantly, to rebuild the people who were greatly discouraged and spiritually broken down. In the opening verses of Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, were provided a glimpse behind the scenes how God had heard and answered Nehemiah's prayers for the people. It says, And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence, he said. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is your countenance sad, seeing you're not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid, and I said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad, when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, For what do you make your request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. The day that Nehemiah had been praying for was now here. The king, by God's divine design, asked Nehemiah the open-door question, For what do you make your request? Even before Nehemiah opened his mouth, his first response was to pray, not just for himself, but to pray for the people and for what the Lord would have him to do. The role of a leader in God's economy is radically different than the role of a leader in the world. Biblically speaking, the first responsibility of a role of a leader does not hinge on the leader's gifts and abilities or even for their vision for the ministry, but rather it's for a transparent heart for the people that they serve which manifests itself, shows itself through prayer for the people. In the Old Testament, the three major leadership roles were prophets, priests, and kings. Even though each of these leadership roles were distinct and separate from each other, for example, prophets weren't priests and priests weren't kings, yet what do all three of these roles have in common? Each one of them and their leadership role were to pray for the people before the Lord. For example, Moses, the prophet, he prayed to the Lord and interceded for the people when they sinned against God with their idolatrous worship of that golden calf. 
and Aaron, his brother, the high priest, and all the priests who served after him were to daily bear the burdens and to pray for all the tribes of Israel before the Lord that was symbolized with their priestly garment, with those 12 stones of Israel etched upon the breastplate. And all the godly kings like King David, King Hezekiah, or King Josiah are all recorded in scripture as not just ruling over the people, but praying for the people, especially in times of trouble or when faced with an outside threatening force. But all these prophets, priests, and kings in the Old Testament fall far short of the one who is the true prophet, the true priest and king, who serves actually in all three roles, rolled into one, which together in unison all point to him. And who is that? That is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the great prophet, the great high priest, and the King of kings and Lord of lords. One of the first marks of the Lord Jesus, our true leader, is that from the start of his earthly ministry and praying for his chosen disciples, all the way to the end of Jesus's earthly ministry and commissioning his disciples, what do we find the Lord Jesus, the greater Nehemiah doing? He is praying for his people. Even now, the Lord Jesus is seated on the right hand of God, the Father in heaven. And what, what's he doing? Jesus is praying for the people. Because why? Because he ever liveth to make intercession for them. You see, the first role of a leader is to have a heart for the people whom they serve. And nothing is more evident of this than praying for the people. Nehemiah not only exhibited the role of a leader by being an extension of God's good hand for the people that he served by praying for the people, but also by doing good for the people. In Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 5 through 10, it's all about the request that Nehemiah made before King Artaxerxes and has received gifts that were bestowed upon him in his role as a leader. Four received gifts were given to Nehemiah by the king, the gift of permission, the gift of promotion, the gift of provision, and the gift of protection. The gift of permission was a king granting to Nehemiah permission to go and build the wall in Jerusalem. The gift of promotion not only included letters of authority for Nehemiah as he traveled through the distant lands on the way to Jerusalem, but also for the promotion to be governor of the land of Judea that was given to Nehemiah at this same time. But Nehemiah's received gifts for his role as a leader didn't stop there. The gift of provision included a pagan king, King Arxerxes, providing the financial resources and the lumber, the timber needed to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, especially for those burnt down city gates and also Nehemiah's future house. The fourth received gift was the gift of protection that included Nehemiah receiving an armed escort, a part of the king's army, including captains and horsemen for Nehemiah's protection. You know, these are all amazing and super great gifts. But what was the purpose for all these received gifts in Nehemiah's role as a leader? Nehemiah 2.10, chapter 2, verse 10, is a key verse to the whole book of Nehemiah that tells us the reason for these received gifts, which underscores the very purpose of Nehemiah in serving in his role as a leader. It's actually stated as a positive characteristic of Nehemiah, but it comes from a negative point of view by his arch enemies, Samballot and Tobiah, which are first introduced here in Nehemiah chapter 2. Verse 10 says, When Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Did you hear it? Nehemiah viewed his role as a leader, including all his received gifts. These were not gifts for himself, like some leadership perks, but these were gifts given to him by God for what reason? To do good for the people that he served by being an extension of God's good hand. 
You see, the primary job description of the role of a leader is to do good for the people you serve, whether you're a leader in government, a leader in the community, a leader in the church, or a leader in a Christian ministry like Child Evangelism Fellowship. It's all one and the same. It is to do good for the people that you serve by being an extension of God's good hand. But the leadership roles are not just for certain people serving in certain positions. There's actually a role in leadership for each one of us. Chuck Swindoll, in his book on Nehemiah called Hand Me Another Brick, defines leadership in one word, influence. If you have influence in the life of others, you are a leader. That includes first in your own home, influence with your spouse, your children and grandchildren, and your extended family members. That includes influence in your local church, teaching Sunday school or serving on boards and committees in the church or in the community. Whatever your role as a leader for influence, it is first and foremost this, to do good for the people that you serve as an extension of God's good hand. You know, when I was first looking at this chapter and I saw Nehemiah 2.10, it almost like jumped off the page at me because after 30 years in full-time ministry, it finally hit me. It finally clicked. I understood. My first and foremost role as a leader in CEF ministry is to do good for the people that I serve. That's it. Whether that's for my board, my staff, our ministry volunteers, and especially for the children whom we seek to serve and are seeking to point to and to reach for Christ. All of our decisions, all of our ministry programs is to do good for those whom we serve, but not just to do good only, but to do gospel good, that through our good works, others, especially the children, would see and know the Lord. Not only is the role of the leader to be an extension of God's good hand for the people that they serve by praying for the people, by doing good for the people, but also by equipping God's people to do God's good work. But how did Nehemiah do that? I mean, Nehemiah was a former cupbearer to the king with probably very few calluses on his hands. I mean, Nehemiah was not a wall builder by trade. How can Nehemiah equip God's people to do God's good work, including rebuilding that broken down wall? Well, in two ways. You see, Nehemiah in his roles as, as a leader was to equip God's people to do God's good work by sharing the vision and by defending the vision. The remainder of Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 11 through 20, the rest of the chapter, takes place after Nehemiah's arrival in Jerusalem. For the first three days, Nehemiah is recorded in his scripture as doing actually nothing. It's not recorded. But most likely, what is Nehemiah doing? He's praying about this God-given vision weighing upon his heart that he knew was too big for him and the people to do, but God After those three days went by, Nehemiah then, the scripture records, mounted his horse and went on a night inspection to see the condition of the wall, and particularly those eight broken down and burnt to the ground city gates. And then in verses 17 and 18, the scripture records that Nehemiah then stands before the people, and he begins how? By sharing the vision. Nehemiah said unto them, You see the distress that we're in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire? Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And the people responded, and they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hand for this good work. You see, the people saw Nehemiah in his role as a leader as being an extension of God's good hand. The people saw God's handprint all over this situation and were greatly encouraged that the vision wasn't just of Nehemiah, but was of the Lord. The people then responded in unison together and declared, this is God's good work. Let us rise up and build. 
But almost as soon as the people were encouraged to embrace the vision, the enemy sought to stop the vision in its tracks through derision and discouragement. Nehemiah, he wasn't going to let it go that because in his response as a role of a leader was not only to equip the people by sharing the vision, but also to defend the vision. Recently, I made a trip to the Gateway Chapter near St. Louis, Missouri, but on the Illinois side. And right now we're building a local committee and getting ready to launch the CEF local chapter to reach children in that area for Christ. Our goal, our vision is simple, to build the board, build the staff, and then build church partnerships. That's it. Our future CEF director, Steve Tavernier and his wife, Leanne, are passionate about the 119 elementary schools that need an after-school good news club built through church partnerships. At the meeting, Steve had an opportunity, and he shared his vision with a potential committee for the after-school good news clubs to be established in every school, and then almost in the same breath as he was sharing the vision, then he began to defend the vision why every child in every school in every county in their six-county radius and the Gateway Chapter needed to hear the good news of Christ. And then much to my surprise, Steve concluded his vision casting with the local chapter committee with a direct reference to the book of Nehemiah. He said, you know, this isn't about me. This is not about me at all. This is about what God wants us to do. I'm just here, he said, to build the wall. That's why I'm here, to build the wall and encourage others to join in and do it together. You know, ultimately, this is the role of a leader. It is to equip God's people to do God's good work. How? By sharing the vision and defending the vision. Today, each of us in our role as a leader is to be an extension of God's good hand for the people that we serve. How? By praying for the people, doing good for the people, and equipping the people to do God's good work. Just as God used Nehemiah to enable others to build, so God wants to use you, his people, to encourage others to do his good work. And remember, you can do all that God has called you to do in your role as a leader. Why? Because your true leader The Lord Jesus Christ, he is praying for you. Jesus Christ, your true leader, is always seeking to do what is good for you. And the Lord Jesus Christ, your true leader, will provide all that you need to equip you as you in turn equip others to join in and do God's good work. So let's respond in unison together, just like those people back in Nehemiah's time, and each of us in our leadership roles, and together rise up and build for the Lord. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again next week. Thank you for joining us today for Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. To learn how you can partner with Child Evangelism Fellowship to reach children in your community, please call 309-688-9699 or visit cefofillinois.com. Please join us again next week at the same time for Telling Future Generations. Tell me